Welcome to another brand new episode of the Story Bar podcast. This is your host Garima. Today I have a very inspiring story for you which might help you reflect on some questions that trouble us, keep us awake at night and shake our soul. Who gets to decide who is ordinary and who is special? Do we really understand the harsh realities of remote villages in India? Why is money so important for receiving quality education? Why do people bring up a child in this world when they can't take care of them? What does it mean to truly connect with another soul and being present for that person? I have Mukesh George with me. He's a social development professional with over 10 years of experience, a truly brave and gifted human being, sharing his power with the world. Hope you take some thoughts home from this conversation today. and most importantly i'm very thankful for your love and support for the story bar podcast welcome to the podcast mukesh thank you so much for joining me and i'm so pleased to have you here thank you for inviting me and it's a great opportunity i'm happy george says one thing that we met by chance right we met in smile foundation i was working there for a while like but i never got a chance to get to know you properly and i think today is a wonderful opportunity to understand who mukesh george is where is he coming from where are your roots tell me something about yourself your family and what all that has touched your life right in the beginning oh boy i mean it's a nothing nothing more exciting or beautiful is than to know a human being another human being because everybody is is special in one way or the other that's what i believe in and so yeah my beginning was uh, like ordinary or should i say it was rather humble <laughs> and uh this humility actually comes right from the the childhood uh, i was born in a village somewhere in a, in bijnor district this is one of the the bigger districts of uh up or uh, mera education wahi se hua i studied in in a private school till 8th class and then i got admitted in in this in this college we used to call it college it was till 12th it was government owned and um, yeah that reminds me actually that the teachers also taught us the english subject in hindi so yeah not actually uh, bragging about it but yeah that's a that's a harsh reality and uh, being in that village not coming from a very you know well to do background it led me to to try out different things things that i feel proud about now uh proud in the sense i feel blessed that i got chance to to try out those many things not everybody is that privileged quote and quote again because privilege here is not to do with the wealth but privilege to happen to have those experiences yeah so blessed that way and i don't know i i shouldn't name all this but uh right from the tasks that you carry out in a village in the field with all the crops 
and all kinds of labor that you can imagine in the village setup, also in urban, in a hotel industry, and also in the with the masons here in the urban setup. All that I have I have done, and I feel happy that I could have that experience because it it made me realize one thing that ordinary can be special as well. So that's my journey. Right, right. George, you do bad how when you look back you feel like you were privileged to have those experiences, right? But us moment when you were actually experiencing that challenging phase, what was it like? I mean, suddenly there are too many responsibilities and times are way too difficult and harsh on Why me? I mean, people have these kinds of thoughts all the time. There is a problem, people feel that it needs other But childhood, especially that phase, now when you look back, do you feel that that is something that I miss and I would like to provide for if in future I have my own children? Yeah. So this was like hell if I look back now. But in, in at that time when I was living all this, I didn't even realize that I am I am in a pathetic situation actually. It only happened when I when I started stepping out and I started looking at other people or school and there are people who are in good jobs. So after completing my plus two, uh uh, it was just because we did not have enough money to, you know, uh, to get to some college, some good course that I could apply to. Yeah, so all that. And I was not that brilliant student uh, either. scholarship Right? So I used to ask this question to my mom, you know, all the time. Mom, is there any college or institute and I think this question, instead of asking my mom, I should have asked the government about it. But, you know, there are enough and more people trying to do that. And we should all keep questioning at whichever level we are. I am questioning now. So, yeah, so it made me... It makes me feel bad now that I was in that situation. But once again, you know, uh, also being thankful. And as I said, I'm blessed because all that experience helped me to, to stay grounded even now. Right. So and, and it has also made me strong enough to stay calm and content with my choices. Choices that may not be easy for others to get settled. Times were challenging, and 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 let me also tell you, you know what I used to feel uh, at that time when I was a, when I was a student. 
I was not a very bright student, as I already said. So I was the one who had no courage, you know, to even be spotted by a teacher in the class. You can understand, you know, I used to sit in the in the middle of the class so that the teacher has very less reach to me. And even if teacher asked me a question, I knew the answer. I was very doubtful of myself, you know. So no confidence. Forget about the, the, the stage activities and all. I never ever dared. You know, Mukesh is present in the class. Nobody knows. He is absent. Nobody gives a damn about it. So that kind of Mukesh I used to be. Um, but yeah, so all, all those things uh, carrying everything along. When I, when I make my choices now, it helps me in a way because at that time when I was in a difficult situation, I had some, you know, inner voice telling me that no, everything will be fine. So it made me worry less, which is healthy for you, right? So, so yeah, it also helps me now. And that's the same kind of person that I am, only 37 years old. And you mentioned uh, something very interesting about the early education system. And that is something that we should all keep on questioning because I also believe that that would only help in bringing out the best of it for the children who are there in that phase right now. According to you, what should that education model look like? Oh, it's very close to my heart. Um, when I hear somebody talk about education, I get very passionate. And reason one I get passionate is that I have been the victim. Please don't take it in a harsh way. But yes, I have been the victim of this education system that we are in now. And as we hear, and I appreciate a lot the people who have contributed in a way. Uh, for example, Sir Ken Robinson, who is no more now. He died, uh, I think, last year. But he inspired me a lot. Uh, to bring the best about education, to talk about it. So the kind of education we are in, the education system, is based on the production mentality, as experts say, Sir Ken Robinson himself. It was made, uh, you know, keeping those things in mind that we need people to produce, which is wrong actually. Because if you need to make people to produce, where is that human element? It hardly gets a place in the report cards, right? And there are a lot of people now actually working towards it. Like for example, Lely Moment just introduced the happiness curriculum. Why happiness? Because if you're not happy about something, how can you perform the way you, you are supposed to be? I'm not saying best or good or better, right? But the way you are supposed to, to perform in that. And education is not simply that is happening in the schools. But what is happening in the school is taking the most of your time during the day. So you're mostly there as a student. What it should be like, according to me now, personally, uh, being inspired by so many people, is that we need to take care of uh, a person overall. And if, if you want to develop a person completely, is not the complete person in the class. Is the person there in the in the field, in the playground, in the corridor when there are breaks? Is the is 
the real person actually outside the class because inside the class we are yes sir yes ma'am right i think that's a super superficial student right there superficial human being maybe so getting to know the students and then working with them for education to happen in the real sense as it comes from latin educere is to to bring the bring the best from actually it's no more to shape a person in a particular mode that's the old one which is happening now it is to bring the best the person can produce and that is not only in maths or physics or whatever uh, you know uh, academics we have it's much much more than that a human being is much more than that so why not address a person overall for a complete development and just to uh, stress more upon it what kind of skills you know models should focus upon what kind of skills we should try and inculcate in the students right from the beginning what is more important as you said than just being present in the classroom yeah so okay so i i think uh, the skills that address the behavioral part of a human you know and i'm uh, just notice i am not saying in a student in a human right so if we can if we can address the skills that i when i come across you know the other person i am able to find and relate to the other human being just like i am one right sensitivity maybe you know and and you know th- there is a beautiful concept that i am practicing from a few years now it's called nvc non violent communication which is of course inspired by mahatma gandhi but picked up by uh, some people abroad marshall rosenberg he is also dead now but it's a beautiful concept where we practice more and more to be observant of the feelings and needs of people you know because we believe we humans in fact any living thing is operating around the needs and the feelings so if i am able to connect with the needs and feelings of the other person you know i am contributing in a real sense to that being then it's no more my vested interest you know and then empathizing with the other person in a real sense becomes easier yeah so those kind of skills is what i think we should also address in the schools there are efforts being made no doubt but it has to be more rigorous you know absolutely and empathy not just in terms of education but if we uh, talk about our day to day life yeah what is it that people need to understand about empathy how is it different from sympathizing with the other person <laughs> i think people get confused all the time they yeah. think empathy and sympathy are one and the same thing <laughs> and it is such an important concept that now even workplaces are focusing more upon it in the professional realm 
limited to uh, you know our, just our personal lives, but it actually covers every aspect of our life. Why is having empathy so important that the ability to connect with the other person will be lost if I don't empathize with the other person? It's a it's a beautiful thing going on where you have touched right now. Empathy being different from sympathy, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't give any any sort of definition to it because you know every person every person is different and they understand differently. So my understanding about empathy being different from sympathy is that you are you're just present there. You know? You're just present there. Imagine that you you are uh, you are invisible. Okay, it's only the person who knows that you are there, but you are in invisible. You realize that uh, nobody knows that you are here right now. That kind of presence, you know, and 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 what what is the meaning of that kind of a presence? Is that you have no opinion actually to give in the conversation when the person is connecting with you, because when you give your own opinion, it is. It, you are not understanding the, the person completely because your experience cannot be the, the experience of the other person. These are two different experiences because we are two different individuals. So empathy for me is just to be present there and try to imagine myself in that situation and what kind of feelings and needs I might be. So you see, it's a hunch. It's never a done deal that this is how he must or she must be feeling or or needing so it's always a hunch that is why much more the reason to just be present there and not to give any opinion then it's diluted one beautiful beautiful george and since right in the beginning you talked about the extraordinary circumstances you have been right so i would like to understand how has this journey helped you in shaping a deeper perspective about life and everything that you do? And leading on from there, what really inspired you to join the social development sector in India? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I'm mixing two questions in one, <laughs> but I'm sure one leads to the other one. So I would just like to understand your journey in depth. Yeah. So actually, it it gave me the basic humility, I would say. My background gave me basic humility to to accept actually the people the way they are. You know, if I am on a certain level in the ladder of the society as it is divided, you know, rich richest, richer, rich, and the poor, like that, you know. But when I come from the, the bottom of this pyramid, I, I, I have the maximum that you can, you know, in terms of the experience. And then I, when I climb the ladder then, I, I have the experience of that sort, and I also have the experience now. How is it for me? to be in this particular space and then how is it for me to be in this particular space 
I think so that that humility, that humbleness is what is constant for me and it has helped me to be grounded as I already said and responding to the question how I landed up in this uh, in this uh, social development sector it is being honest with you it is where I got the job but it also gave me the meaning you know this is where I realized that we are actually kind of called to do to contribute in a certain way you know and that contribution of mine started beginning when I started, you know, getting started proceeding in my journey. And that was the training field. And that's where I thought that this is what I'm supposed to be. And whenever people ask me, like, uh, how do you see yourself in coming years? Then I say, I, I'll, I'll die a trainer. Nothing else. So, that's what it is and uh, in my profession how it helps me is that i get to meet almost all kind of people and most of the people even though very well settled but they are they are involved in the social development and what kind of people uh, you know they are supporting so that they also come up with with their best is what you know attracts me and and i think uh, training not only the, those sophisticated trainings in the corporate but the training people at the ground where the real thing real work is happening you know these people may take decades to come up to a certain level you know to stand somewhere that they where they can live a decent life strengthening this uh, this particular field is very very important i think yeah and education is 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 one element where i would like to work the most because i feel and also uh, people have said definitely people believe that education is the only tool that can change the world for a better place to be yeah and just to understand a bit more on this subject from you george what is your idea of education according to you what does a decent education mean especially for a child in india mm -hmm who does not have those kind of privileges which an upper class child has. What is the gap that we are looking at? Mm -hmm. Where is the need to build a bridge? Okay, so it's easy for me to say, but I think it's difficult for people, especially the, the authorities, you know, uh, people in power, for them to implement it. And that is that the education, first of all, begins right from the family, you know, because I believe it's not only happening in, in the schools, it is happening everywhere that you are as a person, you know. And so what right from the idea, you know, that people decide to bring you in this world, it's a, it's a very, very crucial decision to make, actually. It's a very, very difficult choice you know but people simply make it and they, they produce they bring a child in this world but if they are not able to take care of that child in a way that they should sorry to use the word should but you know you, you you're committing a crime 
if two of you i mean i'm talking about the parents which is a couple before they become the parents if they are not in a if they are not living in harmony you know the problem is going to be that this child wouldn't experience the real communionship right and that's where the the basic element is and that basic element for any life is of love of compassion which the two people who are supposed to be you know living together happily ever after if they are not in that harmony what kind of love concept are going to to give their child that's where is the is the real education you know it is questioned if two people are not in harmony i'm not saying they will not have fights i'm not saying they will not have difference of opinion but how do they accommodate all that you know and if they are not in a position to to uh, give somewhat decent upbringing or should i say a real upbringing to a child i think we shouldn't decide upon bringing a life because we are the first reason to spoil it in the first place then the child goes to the school right where people are mostly worried about your performance and your performance is just based on how the other person is doing right which is entirely a different person i don't know where does this idea come from that you should be either like him or better than him even if i am like him i am just like him i lost my my own entity right and if i am better than him then i am giving a competition to other person why should there be a competition first of all why do we have exam i mean i should settle somewhere in finland i guess and so so uh, yeah the education of that kind isn't going to help us the education what it should really address is the is the complete human i am saying and uh, i have been very passionate about the emotion emotional part of of humans which actually matters a lot if i am if i am worried about something or if i am sad about something and then i'm being called to to give my best in education or in anything else other than that particular issue that i'm facing i think i'm not going to give my 100% so the education of uh, that kind that is taking care of those aspects that are that are worrisome you know these are some uh, great points i would say and some very uh, brutal and striking truths that you have talked about which people are not very comfortable talking about especially when it comes to uh, raising a child in our country <laughs> so this is a subject definitely not many people talk about and i'm glad that you opened up about this and it would definitely i feel it would definitely give some perspective to the people who have a very narrow approach towards this entire concept and george i think you have beautifully summed up your journey in such a way that it brings out not just the challenges you have faced as an individual in your life but how you have not let anything anything defeat you and today i see you as a strong smiling brave person in front of me and i know that this person is already inspiring so many people not through just the work he's doing but also through the regular interactions you are having with people like me and you know other people out there that is real change 
change doesn't come in you know heavy proposals and investments <laughs> all the time change is people like you and that is where the real inspiration lies and i'm so blessed and so grateful that today i got an opportunity to understand oh. who george is where is he coming from and what is it that he has to share with the world out there so thank you so much george i i am very i'm very emotional right now and and the emotion is the happiness and this happiness is because you gave me the opportunity to appear on this stage and as you know our struggle trying to to you know meet we tried it right from delhi and we are meeting in patna so this itself says you know kind of journey we had so thank you very much for having me and giving this the voice in the wilderness a platform so thank you and i hope that people will give it a thought yeah. i would call it a happy coincidence <laughs> and once again thank you so much thank you so much thank for you. making